Slanderous. All right, try number 48. Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. You got to do that every week. Every week. Anyways, you're going to get a soundboard. This is your host with the most. <laughs> Chuk Offer here with your other favorite host, Ezigo Offer. No, I'm just kidding. It's all love around here. You See, know? one thing you didn't have to do is that. I'm going to be real with you. You didn't have to do that. Are you all right? You know why? Are you all right? Because I'm their favorite host and they already know that. Anyways. <laughs> the male ego is fragile, man. Uh, yeah, fucking yes, all women. Anyways, um, <laughs> how was your last week, bro? Uh, you know what I gained a random appreciation for? What? Plays. You know, since I've been taking a theater class, I had to go to like some mandatory plays. Soft and ass nigga. You know, you can call me soft, but when I get this Marvel check one day, you're not you're gonna be laughing from the bank. But anyway, I was able to you know go see some mandatory plays that we had to view. And I'm happy that they were mandatory because now it makes me want to go see more just on my own because I, I've started to realize like that's a whole form of entertainment that people kind of neglect and don't even want to partake in that is genuine, like great entertainment. And so if anybody listening hasn't been able to like go catch one or doesn't want to open up your minds to like try and enjoy the experience because I feel like started on the block and I sell rocks. Huh. You got to keep going if you're trying to do that. If you're going to interrupt me, keep freestyling, dude. <laughs> I thought you were an MC, man. <laughs> No, nah, but all jokes aside, plays are fire. Like, really, really, really elite levels of fire. Like, all the shit that niggas call lame, like, plays, museums, art shows, like, all that stuff is now what I think is the coolest stuff. And I think y'all are lamos for going to the club every week and buying $200 bottles that are $40 at the package store right across the street from you. Just so girls that weren't going to sleep with you in the first place can come to your section and use up all your alcohol. Anyway, how was the rest of your week? You hate to see it, man. You hate to see it. <laughs> Uh, it's been good. I've just been like booked and busy. You know, I'm back. Mobile. Damn, that young nigga booked and busy. Tell him about the update. Booked and busy because you know I'm mobile in t- more than one way now. Like you know, I just started walking recently, but I got another card match. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. My man got wheels now. Because uh-huh. <laughs> if you know uh, you're tuned in and you haven't been privy to like my whole situation again, you know, ruptured my Achilles and got into a major car accident all within two days uh, <laughs> a little while ago. So. You know, we got both of those situations sorted out. <laughs> Shouts out to the blessing, Loki, because I feel like it's turned me into somebody that was on the path of being like a normal achiever or whatever, and like doing better, I guess, into someone that's kind of gotten a better grasp on life and what he wants out of it to where I'm ready to be like an overachiever. One of those people like, wow, can he be stopped, you know? Hey. And the answer is no. Damn, Kobe. Well, my last week has been real shitty. No, I'll man, be real I was going to ask you, man. <laughs> why has it been? Sh- oh, why has it been shitty? Well, other than um, a couple of really beautiful occasions seeing my queen. Um, see, this man always gets mad at me when I pull I'm the queen. I'm not mad. Bro, can't a young like, nigga be in love? <laughs> don't make me sound bitter, bro. Sound bitter, bro. Because I don't have off, anyone bro. right now. Get it off your fucking chest. I don't need nobody. I'm a strong, independent, young black man. I N D E P. Anyways, I've been getting tried like fuck this week to the point that, long story short, we're gonna we're gonna make it a short story, but I'm gonna have to get out of my summer classes for the summer and just fuck Georgia State. Try to load up this semester, next semester, summer, and then maybe a little bit in December so that, well, um, next fall so that I can graduate next fall. It was being projected that it would have been summer, but a huge fuck up in the infrastructure at Georgia State University that's been going on for the last two years for me finally kind of hit the wall this summer to where it was either 
lose two thousand dollars and get the six credits i'm doing this summer or only six out of the original 12 out of the original 12 mind you or these were my legitimate only two options or lose probably a few hundred dollars out of the 2600 already spent mm-hmm. and then just get the rest of it back to go towards fall and obviously losing a few hundred versus losing a couple thousand for nothing i know there's time that was invested but it's just monetarily it made the best choice for me and so if you care about the situation once again you could dm me you could text me whatever if these are people that know me or you could just message me on any of the social medias and i'll be happy to explain it to you but i won't bore you all with the details here just saying that it's fuck georgia state fuck everything at gsu the professors are super fire i had nothing but good experiences with the professors and with the students so i don't want to hold them accountable but just like a lot of schools the infrastructure is terrible and it isn't built for you to win it's built for them to milk as much money as they can from you before you leave because obviously it's a business at this point it's crazy about the money machine that colleges are and the fact that you can invest time worth of a full-time student like with coursework go through it all and then not reap any of the awards and literally have just given time yeah so i'm not even gonna lie like that's one of those you know i feel bad about the shit that's happening to me but like that's a blow especially like if you're in college and you understand what it takes to get through classes especially like college is a battle so even if you've been in for a while or like not a while or whatever it's just understanding like what it takes to go through classes financially mentally and all that and to have it all like stripped away let's you know, I'm not going to be corny and say I want to pour one out for my boy, but I definitely want to pour one out for my boy right now. I appreciate that, dog. And to be honest, it's kind of set me back a little bit mentally. It's something that I got to learn how to get through, you know, some of the punches that life throws at you. Because this week, I'm not going to lie to you, I've regressed in certain, in some areas that I've noticed, I've caught, and I've gotten back on track as of late, like as of the last day or so. But like that really hit me, you know what I'm saying? That really beat me up. And I think it stems from taking the three, four years off of school and then, you know, getting back into school, being excited to finally get this shit out of the way, get the job and move on with life. But then it's like these obstacles keep coming up. Like, nah, we're not going to make this easy for you. But that's just life, though, because when it's all said and done and you really get through it, it's almost like, okay, now I understand because at the end of the day, we want to just get the degree. But a lot of times, obviously, people don't keep a lot of the education that you learn in college. So a lot of the best thing that you can get from the experience, if you're not just getting the direct education, which again, take these classes seriously, please. But if you're not getting like the full education is like the the growing aspect, the maturity. And so all of these things do temper you into a better man. And I mean, like, fuck all the sad shit, bro. Because at the end of the day, you know what? The jump shot's crispy now. Young man, I, I... I am hooping, you know what I'm saying? Young man is hooping. I'm not going to say I hit the Dame Lillard buzzer beater to end the game in 21 today. Still Mr. It's nothing. Logo. It's nothing. Mr. Logo. But <laughs> I do appreciate those words, dog. And to be honest, some of the relationships I've gotten from some of these professors, too, are invaluable. And one person that I talked to that he works big business, he's worked... He's like a 40-year-old. He worked in Big Four. Now he's like one of the upper-level execs at SunTrust in Atlanta. I'm not going to say his name just because obviously you don't want to personal business, you know, put people's personal business out there. But I was talking to him a lot about my story. And A, he was talking about I'm the exact type of human he'd want to hire, but I need to talk about the trials and tribulations. Like at this point, you're not 22 and fresh out of college. So you're not, you're not talking about the typical path that other people take you have to kind of spin your story for you to reap that success talk about the woes talk about the lows you went through talk about how that's tempered and built you into the man you are today and the man that he's talked to so i've kept up communication with him and i'm happy that 
I could take some of those things I've learned and, you know, twist them into a better day. So off of all this sad shit, what's your heat check for the week? My heat check comes from everybody's favorite infants. The babies, the babies, the babies. The baby. (laughs) (laughs) Coming with the song, Baby. Uh, I really thought I was super like, I guess like, I don't even know. I missed the wave or something or this has been out for a minute, but I guess it's only been out for a week. So again, if you haven't heard it, it's a song again called Baby by Lil Baby and the Baby. So go check it out. Off the upcoming QC compilation tape, my boy OG Parker, OG Parker, wow, has a few songs he's produced on there. OG Parker. And they've got a couple other big, 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 big producers coming there. Big artists. Like everybody knows QC kind of runs the South right now. Kind of runs a big sector of hip hop. So... I could expect a lot of good features on there, so I'm excited for that QC tape in the first place. I feel like certain art, certain people you say like their names, you have to say like the tag after. <laughs> you know, it's like whether you want to or not, it's almost like you have to say them in tandem. No, you're right though, but it gets to the point. I don't see that nigga too often anymore. I mean, he'd be busy and it's understandable. But the last time I saw him, I walked up to this nigga and said his producer tag, and he started laughing. But his girl looks so annoyed, like so. You know, you know how many people probably walk up to this nigga and hit him with the fucking producer tag. (laughs) His producer tag hard though. I can't even get over it. It's the first time you see uh, Kenny. You're not gonna say. Oh, whoa, Kenny. You're not going to end it with that? <laughs> no, he's going to be like, you practiced that, huh? <laughs> like, you, you've done that before. No, but my heat check for the week is going to come from New York's own New York legend, Ooh. Jay Critch, Six Rings. That song goes stupid. I wish it wasn't fucking two minutes long. I hate these niggas putting out the heat. That's the new generation's thing. If they're going to give you the hot, they're going to give you molten lava for two minutes and I understand the streaming game and how that is advantageous for the streaming game, but a real nigga needs like three and a half. Fuck the streaming game. Does that almost add, though, to the novelty of the song? Because you can't get tired of it, something that that's, that's that short. You know? No, that's a part of the streaming game. Okay. It's like oh, they, they, they make fire off. for like a minute and a half, two minutes, because you're going to sit in the car and you're going to play that 20 times instead of, the th- instead of us playing Lord Knows like three times and then being like winded by the third time, like, oof, I wrapped all the Drake's verse again. <laughs> <laughs> times through you're like i can't do this anymore man i need a rapping kendrick's verse on control once you're sitting there gasping for air (laughs) even though that's so hard so i get the play on replay value and try to get stream numbers but give a real nigga a three and a half minute song every once in a while god damn it but shout out to the king of new york jay critch six rings hood fave hey critch hood fave and uh, the music roundup for this week is relatively short. By that I mean a good a good bit of music came out this week. We're skipping the lost tapes too, just in case people wanted us to talk about that. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> no, I know Ezigo didn't. But um, just because we got a few albums that you need to let marinate, and I hate when that happens on certain weeks, just because music comes out Fridays, we record Monday. You know what I'm saying? We record Monday, sometimes Sunday night. So it's like you have to have an instant reaction. I'm not going to always be able to give you that instant That's what I'm saying. And I think it's corny sometimes for some projects to try to give a one-hit listen. When you've seen me listen to a project once and be like, eh, and come back a week later and it'd be my favorite thing of the year. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need shit in certain situations and you need to let shit marinate. But that being said, this did you have something to say? It's just exactly what you're talking about and I kind of hate myself for it. That exact thing happened with like the Dreamville tape, you know? Because... 
immediately, you know, you're still so fresh. But as soon as we recorded, I swear, and I'm like on, it's been on repeat all the time in the car for me. And I couldn't even give like the as genuine of a reaction as I wanted to because it was still so fresh. That's why we need to record more times a week, which is coming soon, y'all. We're going to try to do the two times a week soon <laughs> just because my boy's moving back up here because he's mobile again. But um, we'll see all of the numbers and like ways we can get that to work like faithfully but so no promises yet for very soon but that should come soon ish but um the releases the big releases this week were in my opinion um the lost tapes 2 which we're not talking about the lion king the gift beyonce's afro afro beats album that we've all been fucking waiting for because she's been on her um pop shit and she is the queen of pop we're not going to take that away from her and she has her r&b neo soul types don't get me wrong but like seeing her on a bunch of afro beats is something i was very excited for so i want to let that marinate more before i give my real opinions on that the song with um blue though that shit brought a real nigga tear to my eye you know what i'm saying so beautiful black girl pride black girl shine brown skin girls we alive yes sir that rolled off so beautifully i don't know if that's a thing or not but we need to make it you know what i'm saying nah it's not a thing but we got to make it a thing you know i'm all here for my black women um one that was a good little hype tape, to be honest, and I'm just big on, even though this nigga thinks I have a New York bias, I have a big Southern bias, too. I love my Southern rappers. And Back End Beezy by Yella Beezy, that tape went stupid hard, but that's something that you could definitely play and kind of bump to and get hype for, but you don't really need to let marinate. It's just hard from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Die For My Bitch by Baby Keem. That nigga Baby Keem came, came hard, too. Please the listen name to that like tape. Die For My Bitch. I don't know what I'm In all caps. Of, but I have to. It almost feels like a <laughs> have to listen <laughs> you got it <laughs> this man said die for my bitch all caps and put out straight heat yes sir baby keem and then my favorite drop of the week though so far once again we don't know how things are going to sit and marinate i know um the beyonce one has a shot and baby keem but i think this is going to remain the best one because i think this is the best tape this person's dropped in my opinion and it's one of my favorite mcs is maxo cream dropped brandon banks the album this week with some standout songs my favorite song is bissonette so far but another song is a heat check we did earlier this year i think meet again was that you or is that me one of us did meet again honestly i think we might have or we might have like scrapped it for the week and done something else but i feel like that definitely came up but it's just like one that's a nigerian brother so of course we're going to talk about him on that no but two he just can really rap and i like the new like niggas that can rap flow you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like they don't come on some stickity wickety schmickety bickety biggity they make but, it more <laughs> musical but at the same time give you bars yeah but at the same know? time you hear that these niggas got bars which is good it just shows that music's evolving and so that's my roundup for the week so far uh, do you have anything else to say i know there was some other like more i guess mainstream albums and things that have dropped in this time frame i'm not going to say that i've listened to them but you know again requesting some viewer interaction if y'all any of y'all have listened to some of these, I guess, like the uh, Iggy Azalea album again. I'm not going to even pretend to act like I listened to that. But if anyone has, let us know what you think about that. I think there was like a Willow album that came out and things as well. Which the with the Smith children, I've called, I called like six, seven years ago saying they're going to be some of the most talented people in music. Sometimes you just need people to grow up because with the talent being there, that's why. They just birthed artists. And so I feel like that's where like. People. And that's why, and it's no offense to these people, but a lot of these manufactured ass, like white, like teenage fucking pop stars that they make come and go so easily is because 
you have to have a real struggle sometimes to hear the pain in these people's voices or to hear the uplifting and the beauty of it. Like when you looked at the early 2000s in pop, even though I think like Pink was just like a regurgitated white Missy Elliott that they tried to make in the music industry. I think she made fantastic music though, don't get me wrong, but she'd gone through a lot of shit in life. So though, when yeah. she belted those lyrics out though, you felt that shit. I was about to say, cause you like you felt that I didn't shit. know where that was going. No, no, no. I didn't I, know if you were going to like shit on no, Pink. I'm, I was like, I'm, I don't know if you I'm could never going to, I'm never going to shit on Pink. There's a lot of early 2000s mm-hmm. pop stars that I would not shit on talent wise at all, but I'm not going to be a naive at this point to not point out the fact that they were the industry's attempt at regurgitating so, uh, black people without having the black people in the forefront. Hmm. I never thought about it, but there's you a know, few of them. That might be an interesting thing to go back on and look. Uh, definitely, though, and I know people might say, like, how have they suffered and shit like that? Again, just growing up, breakups. I wouldn't even know, say like, like suffering. Like you have to go through experiences. And a lot of Traveling. times, it might not be like obviously, not everyone has to come from the streets or come from like the gutter, you know, make it like selling drugs or something to like have their story portrayed in music, you know. But like, she's, again, you go through shit. Like, and she's recently, or I don't know if these it was are super people recently, that are like open to re- but and, and not even to cut you off, but she's recently, semi recently come out as bisexual, right? So it's like. The, the, I couldn't understand because I'm not a part of the LGBT community but, but I couldn't like understand what that's like growing up and just seeing all of these societal implications that come with being a member of the LGBT community knowing that you kind of like something that is quote unquote wrong to a lot of people mm-hmm. it's just little shit that coming to terms with yourself and growing up any form of growing up you're going to get experiences you're going to go through something like the 16 year old singing the love song may sing it so beautifully but once they've gotten their heart stomped on the first time you know what i'm saying their heart mm-hmm. broken the first time that love song is going to sound different you know Bro, what even I'm the people that you might not think like that feel trapped or something because this is like a real like off the wall but i remember i heard like alessia Cara like four pink walls or something and that song sounded like she's like trapped in her room or something like on these like four pink walls and low-key that was beautiful not low-key very high-key beautiful song and it comes from people who are just a, a keen on like analyzing life around them and just living. Because if you put those experiences down, you can make art out of literally anything. And that's true. That's true as fuck. So just using music as a segue, one of the most random things we saw this week, which is funny because it goes into how we were talking about the ASAP Rocky thing. And mm. We were talking about how now we may have taken away an ally because the community wasn't willing to love and wasn't willing to, you know, at least try to let this person learn from life. Bro, now Kanye West and fucking Kim Kardashian, which I'm not talking down on this because at the end of the day, you want to see someone safe, right? Mm-hmm. But Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, they um, they called um, Trump and they're trying to see if Trump can help get ASAP Rocky out of prison and out of jail in Sweden. Okay, cool. So then... I think Melania brought it to his attention too. So they might have like somehow gotten to communication with her after... But please, uh, this is one thing I'm going to beg Trump supporters for. If you're conservative, Trump supporters, whatever, please, I'm begging y'all with all my heart. If Donald Trump has something to do with releasing a black millionaire, and I just want to make sure that y'all understand millionaire, because at a certain level, skin color doesn't matter too much. I feel like Donald Trump hates poor white people just as much as poor black people and poor Mexicans and poor Latin people and etc., they're just poor people. Like, if you've got a seven-figure bank account, you look a lot better than the niggas that don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So please don't use this example of 
him possibly freeing a black billionaire as Donald Trump's one black friend argument when people try to point out the racist shit he says. I could already see the tweets. I could already see the baby boomers going crazy on Facebook trying to justify the, hey, look at all these libtards talking about Trump being racist. Did they see what he said for Rocky the last week? You know what killed me? I wonder if his sales and his streams are randomly going to go up. You know what killed me, though? In the <laughs> This man released the Rocky tweet and he actually put the money sign in ASAP. He actually did? <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> Somebody was teaching him how to do it. They're like, "No, you can't mess this up." That you, you see Kanye on Facetime, just like, "No, no, no, make sure you put the money sign." <laughs> he said he had to search it on Google before to confirm who Rocky was. So I mean, we've already said a lot of the Rocky shit. Hopefully, he comes home safe. However, he comes home. Hopefully, this nigga don't end up like the memes. They said this man gonna be performing at Trump's next inauguration <laughs> with a gun to his head. Force. Like, you see this man crying. <laughs> LSD. <laughs> I know there's oh, some no. other random like uh, European news that I guess isn't necessarily in our docket, but um, ASAP, uh, not ASAP, Lil Uzi was just almost dragged off a stage by a security uh, guards in Finland during a Gunna concert for hopping on stage. Yeah, that was the most random yeah. shit ever. I'm not gonna lie to you, but people were expecting the security from another country to randomly assume who Lil Uzi is. And don't get me wrong, Lil Uzi is big, but it's like. Dog, these people were doing their job. You gotta understand, this is this isn't the U.S. and this isn't even like Britain or anything. This is Finland, you know. Like at the end of the day, this is still a country that this probably is not their biggest star, obviously, and nowhere near. So if you're just a random dude that's trying to hop on stage, because I'm pretty sure he wasn't coming from backstage, he's probably just hopping from the front, you know. The if the guard didn't try and stop you, I'd be concerned why I hired you. For you know? sure, you I'm know? happy that Gunna stepped in, stopped, and was like, "That's my brother." Let Uzi like do, get his shit off on stage, you know. Obviously, that's my favorite artist, you know, that's definitely other. So it's like you want to see them prosper. But when I see some of the dumbest comments talking about, I hope that guard never gets another gig in his life to not know one of the most known artists. That's dis- that's a disgrace. It's like, bro, he's not an A&R. This is a security guard. Yeah, this like he could have been guarding like somebody's daughter at like a, a birthday or something. You know, this is just a gig he got. Yeah, he was just doing his job. He's just a big nigga that wanted some money. He got paid to do his job <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> but um. I guess the next thing could be... Do you want to talk about Young Dro? Because that has to do with music and that show is kind of funny. See, it's funny and I don't want to talk down on his name though because I really don't know the details behind that. But that's almost We're going to preface tragic. this by saying... I don't know shit. We don't know shit about the situation. We just scrolled across it on Twitter and thought it was fucking hilarious. But obviously we're praying for this man and hope he's not like really locked up for real, for real. Did they call the cops over this? Yeah, he, he's, he got locked. He yeah, got, I know. He I'm saying, who would have called the cops? But apparently Young Dro got locked up for throwing banana pudding at his <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> like, imagine you get into an argument. What? I'm not throwing shit at a woman. What is the argument what? about? You get into an argument. This man grabbed the first thing next to him. He was like, ooh, I'm about to kill him with the banana pudding. <laughs> and then you end up in handcuffs. Bro, imagine you're sitting at Sunday, Sunday dinner talking about, this shit sucks. <laughs> you grab it. You throw it at her and then you're locked up? What? I just, I gotta know the story and I gotta know the progression. Because this is just too random to make sense. <laughs> but anyways, speaking of shit that doesn't make sense, huh, look at this. Segway Kings. Dude, I'm a god at this shit, man. Yes, sir. You gotta finish the Segway before you call yourself. Oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta finish the Segway. Spent often halfway. I do this. I do this shit. But, man, this fit may go crazy, bro. I read my texts and everything. But, anyways. Um, all notifications, right? Huh? All no- Snapchats, too. No, I turn off my Snap notification. That app is stupid. 
And like we ride with the Navy. Rihanna canceled it. I canceled it. But um, respect, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, not respect at all. I'm the Navy general. You know yeah, you saying? go ahead and ring that next. <laughs> read the next headline, dude. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Anyways, um, on a real serious note. Speaking of Texas. <laughs> On a real serious note, um, I want to give out my condolences once again, and it angers me and pains me to read this headline, but apparently the police officers involved in the Eric Garner situation were completely acquitted, like nothing's happening to them, like they're completely free and cool to go. Um, Apparently, I guess the statute of limitations on these things was five years, and the five-year anniversary was on the 17th. I don't want to be incorrect. I know we have the internet in front of us, but they had the court date on the 16th, the sentencing or like the decision, right? So on the 16th, these per- these people waited five years of these police officers either having paid leave or just... Paid you know, leave? Or, you can have a whole other job just being sitting at home, you know, what? just getting paid to not do anything. Getting paid leave for killing somebody, you know, or going to work every day knowing they killed somebody unlawfully. And just, and the people involved, the family, the children, the brothers, the sisters, the parents, etc., grandparents, all waiting patiently, hoping, since their loved one is gone, at least hoping that justice is served, at least hoping this isn't like every other situation, mm-hmm. at least hoping that something has finally changed in the United States, just to see that nothing came out of it. I feel like we as people have a due diligence to make these officers' names known and to the point where they just, I don't want to say they get harassed, but to where they're aware that the public is not letting this go. You know, People are not letting this go until they at least come out and like do something to write this wrong which you can't write this wrong because you know you killed a man you know you can't bring that back but to do something rather than just letting this time fly by like nothing has happened and the craziest thing about that though and this just goes to show because i agree with you but the craziest thing about that is and it goes to show how sick the united states is sometimes is that wouldn't work and i say that wouldn't work because of the fact that dude that killed trayvon martin once again r.i.p he sold the weapon and some like conservative collector bought it. Man, some collect- conservative collector bought it as like a nice history piece because he thought it was dope. You dude. know, like this man still goes to like public speaking and shit for like Trump supporters and like real right wing. And he says some reckless stuff all the time. And they they still love scared. him and they boost him and they try to protect him because and so that's probably how the extreme right feels about. And notice how once again. I feel like this is dumb to completely keep saying every single podcast, but you never know who's new and who's not new. No, I think people on extremes of both political parties are dumb, whatever. And so I'm not vindicating someone for being a conservative or being a liberal, whatever you are, because I hope that nobody that listens to us is of any of the extremes. (laughs) Trust me. Everyone can have different political opinions. It's okay, I promise. But that being said... Um, it's just like these police officers are probably being championed by the extreme right right now. You know, like they probably like remember, I think there was a million dollars raised for one of them in like GoFundMe money. Just like crazy like, shit. Some, yeah, yeah. Just that that killed an unarmed black man. It's just like they love these motherfuckers because they're like they're doing what we wish we could do legally. But you guys can get away with it. But they can get away with it. Yeah. And so... R.I.P. to Eric Garner once again. Justice all over, man. I don't. I know it doesn't again spill into it, but almost on something too. I feel like after the, like this segment, we have to almost mention Puerto Rico too, because I don't know if you know like everything that, or aware of everything going on there. I actually don't. I will 
happily something as us something us straight men have difficulty doing is admitting when we don't know something or that we're wrong yeah. but i have no fucking clue what you're talking about so enlighten the listeners uh again i'm not going to dive into it and give complete facts and things like that but i'm going to give uh i guess the basis of what i know and encourage everybody after i say my piece to go ahead and look into it themselves and go ahead and do the research so that they can provide a voice because at the end of the day a puerto rico is a u.s territory right so this is something that us as united states citizens even if you know your international listeners i know most people are u.s listeners should be privy to at least have the knowledge of because i know right now the citizens are going crazy because they're almost like demanding the resignation of like the president because of how shitty he's been and the things he said slash done to the people and to cover up injustices that has happened like after uh the devastation that happened to them after the storm and everything and after thousands of lives were lost and after all these things have happened like the things he said about the people and actively done to cover up the deaths of individuals and to not not only not give aid to people but to also diminish their worth so and take away funding i've heard yeah. about the funding being taken away like there's a lot of like greasy stuff going on that i don't have all the details to but i've only gotten a glimpse of and again i don't want to go ahead and say this fact because i still need to like 100% do my due diligence to and do my own research but i feel like it's something to bring up for to even have people draw their eyes to so again try and give that a look if you can but yeah oh damn hello off some heavy stuff let's get into the favorite segment man my favorite segment we're gonna be on the opposite side that we normally are because usually we join in on the jokes well i will i'll save Ezgo and say i join in on the jokes because he's been saying that we need to leave this woman alone yeah but we're both coming in today to say Y'all need to leave Aisha Curry alone, man. Like, she opened up her own restaurant. She was doing the weakest, wackest looking Millie Rock. I get it. But it's like, some people can't dance. I can't fucking dance. You know what I'm saying? Chichi would literally be Aisha. You know, for sure. What? If my sister opened up a restaurant now, bro, she'd be getting put through the gutter with that Millie Rock. Goodness. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And so, like, y'all gotta let people just be happy, man. Like, she finally did something she's probably been trying to do her whole life. She's known for cooking now like she's known for more than being steph curry's wife like she has she's made like uh, a lot of guest appearances on cooking shows and whatnot and she's she's inserting her name for herself in that community she has her own cooking show like she's actually made a big name for herself in the cooking and the food world now she has a restaurant which is super dope i want to go visit it one day i love aisha i hope no i love aisha curry just to be completely honest because i think she is such a positive and great example for Mm -hmm. young women like we do make jokes but i mean one thing's for certain is i crack jokes on my family all day i know i know these people but i'm saying if i can crack jokes on the people i would die for then everyone else on the planet can happily get these jokes but that's all in good fun at this point y'all are just being dickheads yeah it's not even like the regular season i get being a fan and wanting to clown like the opposition to an extent obviously like there's certain places you can't go because that's just you know that's just grimy like that holds no like bearing but come on man it's the off season they just lost like you, you know, know they're just trying to happy. enjoy a little bit before they go back to it why do you really have to always be clowning aisha and so Nobody. aisha i'm gonna say this once i really hope one day that i can have a nice family meal at your place 
Like, I hope you can cook for me for and my sure. lady <laughs> because I know that food go crazy. Like, I know that food go crazy. And so I'm definitely trying to taste that food. I might make a joke or two about how you really put your husband eating the triple XL glizzy on your <laughs> on your Instagram story because no one's ever going to take a picture of me eating the triple XL long dong on my I'm not going to lie. Story. I have zero pride when it comes to food. You can post that all day long. And I'm going to enjoy it just like I was going to. The triple XL glizzy, Post two glizzy, of them. Post two of them. <laughs> Right in front of me. My man's going to be double fisting. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't feel any type of way about it. But anyways, yeah, y'all need to leave that woman alone, man. So shouts out to Aisha and all love to her. And shouts out to Steph, who is another person that is a very great, beautiful example of somebody that the young people should look up to, especially when it comes to relationships, because he just just shows love knows no bounds. Because under all situations, that motherfucker... A stands for his wife, which is what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Stand up for the people you love. But B, it's just like you know he's gonna be there. That man instantly he like he doesn't he, respond to people anything have else. been making jokes about him all year, basketball wise. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't all care. no, all past few years, just Katie's carrying your team or no it's, MVP finals MVPs, this, this, that. And then the second y'all talked about his wife, he's on wax. He was on the internet quick, you know, instantly. Making us all feel broke. Making us all feel super poor, like he should in that situation. So it's like shouts out to Steph, man. They're all both doing great things for the community, great things for black people in general. And so I'm happy to see them thrive. And another situation, I guess, since we were talking about TV shows. Oh, you said TV shows. I read something else down the line, and I thought you were about to go on that on like a somber note, because it is kind of somber, but we'll get to that later. By the way, anyone that loved all of our like nerdy talks when we did Game of Thrones and like Marvel shit, we are going to talk about Phase 4 a little later. I don't know if we're going to do that before or after NBA talk, because there's not too much NBA talk. It's only a little bit this Why time. Why don't we do it before? We'll do it before then, but... Um, we want to get into a couple Emmy nominations. Um, as you guys know, at this point, I assume that we don't care too much about award shows, but we do like to point out cool moments, and there are big pop culture moments. The Emmys haven't happened yet, but there's a few things that I definitely think needed to be pointed out. And then one is that Ava DuVernay, she got a bunch of nominations for um, the Central Park Five and the dopest thing about that is one she was bringing light to a she was bringing light to such a situation that got kind of buried under the rug and all of those people are eating now like one of the main characters in real life he just bought a million dollar penthouse looking over central park which if, Wait, seriously and if i was that scarred by that situation He's stronger than I am because I couldn't do that. I would never want to be near there. Like the other four of them moved out of New York. Like they're not even in that state anymore. But this motherfucker, the most fucked up one, like the one that got like apparently got like raped, you know, and he already had mental health issues. He got beaten. He ended up buying an, a, a penthouse once again, overlooking Central Park. And I think that is stronger than anything I've ever done in my life, because I guess that's just a reminder for him every day to look and see that he's conquered it. Uh, at the end of the day, like I know that is tough, but that is really cool that you can confront your past like that. That's he lets you know, even though obviously that's something that's always going to be with you, that you're that you passed it, you know, and that you're mentally stronger than it because you're acknowledging it and you're letting it know it has it holds no bearing. And you're physically, I know it's all like little things that you could pick up, but he's over it even, you know, way over it. That's penthouse. Come on now, that's big money. 
And so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the top. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, he gets in the elevator with all the people that are going to be looking like, what is this nigger doing in our building? And he hits PH. What do they hit? They hit floors like one through whatever. Saying, he hits PH. How many of them are hitting PH? Bro, they're, they're hitting three and they're asking him, were you second floor? <laughs> <laughs> are you visiting someone? You know what I'm saying? So, shouts out to him. And shouts out to Ava DuVernay, by the way, because one... It's dope seeing all of these award shows kind of um, mm-hmm. recognize Netflix as serious because Netflix has gotten a lot of nominations in every category at this point. And two, seeing Ava DuVernay, something that she probably didn't think was going to get the recognition it did, but still took the chance on showing the real story of what happened to these boys, went out, found them, talked to them, did good research for years before even putting it out. So shouts out to her, man. I'm just going to be completely honest. And just because of my mental woes that I've been going through for the past couple months, I haven't watched it yet. And I haven't watched it yet because I know it's going to anger me. And that sounds like a terrible reason not to watch it. It's just like, that's something I probably can't deal with mentally right now. It took me a while to watch the 13th. Mm-hmm. Because I watched it immediately and got fucked up. It took and the thing it, it and I knew exactly most of that though. You know, you know it, but it's almost like just seeing it even more when you're constantly like you. You're an individual that that can be your reality or that is your reality, you know. And to just constantly see like that's the way things are, it's almost tough to see, you know. So I understand like it's it's not always the easiest to like just make yourself watch, but with time. And so Gerald Jerome was an actor in that in the Netflix series too. And I wanted to give him a little shout out because he was in Moonlight as well. Like he seems like the next one. Like you, like you always kind of pinpoint, and I'm, I love pinpointing the young black successful people. But he seems like the next up on like the the Denzel class. You know what I'm saying? The Will Smith class. Like the big black actors that are gonna be like take over. Like mm-hmm. it seems like he can play and be in anything, like any form of role, any side. So I wanted to give a shout out to him getting an Emmy um two from the Central Park Five installment just because I love seeing how talented he is because all those boys smoked it that they, they knocked it out of the park but to see the little clips i've seen of him just pulling that emotion that's difficult that's very difficult and then the last emmy shout out i wanted to do was for gwendolyn christie because of the fact y'all might not recognize that name oh you're used to hearing her as brianna tarth uh-huh. and that's because of the fact that mm. the game of thrones people they didn't even submit her for an emmy and then she just pulled the boss move and you have to be submitted and then accepted by the way we have to point out this step she pulled out the boss move and said man Fuck it, I'd do it myself then. She submitted herself and still got the Emmy nomination. So shouts out to her because she definitely, I mean, even though the season wasn't the best, there were moments that she stepped out from her typical position, you Mm -hmm. know, acting as Brianna Tarth, that she captured it pretty well. Like her smile, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Like seeing her smile, that was one of my high points of the season. But then seeing the lost hopelessness, I know these are little spoilers, but seeing the hopelessness for certain points. Bring back after that, like no, to like write it. Obviously, like certain things, I guess, but not really. So that hurt my heart, but also made me happy to see her pull that boss move and say, you know, fuck these niggas. I'm submitting myself and get accepted. So shouts out to you for the Emmy nom. And so, did you have anything else to say there, or do you want to move forward? Um, I know if we're on the Emmys again, we're not really going to talk on it because sadly, you know, Chuka's a little late to the party. <laughs> but next year, we're gonna see. 
<laughs> some great nominations for Euphoria. I don't know. I kind of feel cheesy because I've never been somebody that was like super into these kind of shows. Even though this is directly your lane of watching, which is like the craziest part. It's like <laughs> a teen drama type show. Bro, like I'm where such you a loser for the teen see. dramas, bro. I'm such a, I feel kind of corny. How many times that I watch Skins, bro? <laughs> Too many. And to watch something that it's just this show is so beautifully done and so well done that there's no way that it doesn't get like awards i'm just happy that a lot of people are watching it too which i didn't see think it'd be this popular drake's gonna get that emmy too for the executive producer Drake credit is producing <laughs> what can he i'm not gonna go on this today but the viewers he, are tired of hearing us this talk man about put degrassi on crack and then sent it out <laughs> he said i've been here before let me turn it up a notch let me show him what they really did in school sometimes <laughs> but um i'm gonna I'm come clean man just like I made the mistake of, because the season was kind of ass, like for Game of Thrones, of tweeting with the TO all the time, but, and then missing some major playoff moments. We're not going to go into that. I know you called me sick. The we're biggest playoff moment. We're not, not going to go into that. I watched the highlights. It's cool. It wasn't, it wasn't the same, but oh I do get goodness. sad seeing the TO go crazy, because I didn't know it was going to be this popular, Euphoria, but bro... I like whenever the new episode of Euphoria drops, bro. The TL taking over, like it's a like it's that show right now. Like apparently mm-hmm. it's that show right now, and I'm just late and missing the buzz. So I can't wait till I marathon it, and then I have to wait next year for the next season because I was asleep. To like kind of join in on because <laughs> joining in on the discussions, watching shows as a family with like the TL be some of the funnest shit. You know that should be some of the funnest shit. Depending on the show, I've honestly. never been the guy because again, I don't really care about like the TL to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not really the one that's tweeting uh, during events and stuff, unless they're NBA games. Then I'll be the first to admit I'm there. I'm right there tweeting with everybody else, you know. But the NBA is just like crack for me. And I will say, just translate it a little bit though. Tweeting games and tw- like tweeting pro games. Tell me that don't be some of the funnest shit ever. Oh my god, on that, bro. Like TL makes shit more fun when you're enjoying. When somebody it hits like a TL. big blunder and you're seeing everybody react to it. First off, I remember when Rodney Hood was playing so out of pocket. I've never seen more people plugging like different images, talking about Rodney Hood's playing like MJ. Rodney Hood's playing like Ray. Rise Rodney Hood playing like he's got something to prove. And all these like, and Steph missed a dunk. Not Mr. Dunk. This he man slipped on a dunk. That was different to see on live TV. <laughs> he looked like someone threw out the banana in Mario Kart on a dunk <laughs> on live TV. And the TL killed him, oh, bro. Lord. That shit hilarious. Didn't even respond to it, by the way. But Not at all. Saved his queen, though. But um, the next thing is going to be Marvel Phase 4. Ooh, I'm just saying. I should have. Okay. Just like I told people about this Disney Plus coming to take over the world. Like, Disney is one of those machines and those beasts that whatever whatever they decide to enter into like whichever arena they're gonna instantly become a major player like that's one of those you don't need to see them work up like you see a new music streaming thing come out or you see even as big as apple is they're about to start making plays on podcasting and they've waited so long that they're gonna have to fight for their position in podcasting and apple is the biggest you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're humongous but disney's one of those that like as soon as they come disney through, says matter. i'm coming through and it's over with like Dude. they're gonna become one or two think they're, about, think they're about taking this. the king spot or the queen spot think about this sorry queens are stronger than men most of the time so they're taking the the king spot or the prince hey, spot? Hey, man, I'm just saying. Or the queen spot or the princess spot? Like, they're taking the one or the two. You don't have a fucking choice, however you want to look at it. You got to think about this, too. It's crazy because in the last month or so, they've had, I would say, at least top three popular... A top three out of... Three out of the top five most popular movies in Spider-Man, Toy Story, and Lion King. Think about that. 
Lion King, which was supposed They're to kind only of competing with themselves right now, bro. Lion King was supposed to kind of be a dud because people were making jokes about it, and and then because you see how the, I guess they can't translate the music to like the live action. But then, as well, I want to tell you, but it's still. But then it was an almost two hundred million dollar opening day. People are still gonna be. There. Is that a dud for Disney? They're still gonna be like there. Disney go crazy like that. Like they can't lose. So that being said, we know they're about to come crazy with this Disney Plus. They announced Phase Four. And I so, want to break into some of the movies for it. There's going to be some movies coming out, which are going to be some of the biggest things to talk about. But the craziest thing I want to talk about is Disney having such a budget. Like Netflix is shooting money like crazy. Like one thing I heard about, which made my heart sore and happy, and I'm going to instantly have to go watch it as soon as we get done with this, to be honest. And once you leave, I'm probably going to spark up and then watch it. But it's... Wait, I don't know what he's talking about, uh, Uncle. I don't know what he's talking about, Mom. Uh, <laughs> but apparently... Eddie Murphy has a Comedians in the Car with Coffee episode with Seinfeld. I know this is completely off the wall. Comedians in the Car? Um, Seinfeld does a series on Netflix that's beautifully done. One of the most beautiful, like, like greatest. Like, you need to watch a few of these episodes with people you actually give a shit about because the episodes are fantastic. I but, anyways, yeah, like they're dope. But Eddie Murphy's the god MC of comedians. Like, he's one of those people that just does this shit. Mm-hmm. You, were, you saw what they offered. Um, Dave Chappelle on a comeback. Netflix offered him like 70 million or was it 90, 100, whatever it was, but it was for three specials. Netflix is either getting desperate or it's just Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy. Apparently, they offered him 70 for one and he's really? finally going to come back to stand up. People have been calling Eddie Murphy the, the stand up king for like 30 years and he hasn't done stand up in but so long. That could be so like. That's almost a double-edged sword, though, because he has to come back and blow people away. Because there's unrealistic expectations, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Of because he's been away for so long, and he's getting so much money. But honestly, at the same time, certain people, I don't know if... Like, he's Eddie Murphy, so I don't even know if like the expectations are going to be like too bad and, to her. And let me just say it like this, right? You see how comedians talk about Chappelle? You see how comedians talk about... Like the top comedians, even Seinfeld, which is a legend in his own regards as in comedy, the biggest white comedian period. I was about to say, maybe I feel the like, biggest comedian. Period. I was gonna say, I feel like I don't know about like bigger than Seinfeld type shit, because I feel like if there was even like a realm, there's like a Seinfeld and like Eddie Murphy. Type. Yeah, Seinfeld is the top comedian of all time. I'm not saying he's the best or whatever, but he is the biggest comedian of all time. People have to accept that. That being said, and he's a legend, and I super respect him. But that being said, like the reason we go into this budgets and everything, and I'll, we'll finish this Eddie Murphy tangent. It's all the comedians, when they talk about Eddie Murphy still to this day, mm-hmm. and that's how you know. They're like, he still walks in a room and he's funnier than them. Like, it's like this man hasn't done comedy in over a decade, like stand-up, and he can still walk into a room, and it's sad because they still feel like they're chasing him. Like, he's like the Michael Jordan of fucking, or the Kobe or the LeBron of fucking, like- of fucking comedy. So, that being said, there are huge expectations for the stand-up special, but when Kobe knows it's Game 7... It could be now. It could be 10 years later. What is he going to so do? So it's almost one of those, like, it's guaranteed that he's going to <laughs> show up in the moment. There's no way that it's a flop. I don't think it's going to be because, I mean, he's only given us, like, quality product. But I don't know. It's one of those you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. I'm not really, like, guessing on it or hoping on his downfall or anything. I'm super excited but for what he's going to do. But tying that back, though, mm-hmm. about Netflix having these huge budgets, think about the budgets Disney's going to have. So that brings it into Disney+, Plus, and then we'll get into the movies. With Disney+, Plus, you're going to start seeing essentially mini movies as series so you're going to start to see these actors that are movie grade actors getting paid mm-hmm. movie budgets to do like 10 episodes of something like the falcon and winter soldier yeah. like the loki um, yeah. show that's coming out wandavision mm-hmm. like there's going to be all of these things that are literally could be feature films that they're going to break I into think, like 10 episodes and start killing people because i know these i think i nuts. heard something in the past how the falcon was going to be brought back into like a tv show so i think that's definitely going to be one and we shouldn't be surprised that seeing like uh 
Loki because like, he's like, like a cult. No, I'm favorite. saying like we shouldn't be surprised at seeing like movie type of shows, especially with some of the shows that are out nowadays that are like the game earlier Game of Thrones type of uh, seasons or the Doctor Who's that are legitimate films basically in television. But some of the biggest standouts because I noticed Hold like on, they and, and I want to say one more thing there though, just with talking on budget and shit like that. It just goes to show you though. Because companies like Netflix have kind of come back and said, because of how streaming and content is, it's kind of like a one-shot bump of popularity, right? Mm -hmm. So Disney's trying to change that, I think, because like Bird Box, for instance, that was the most popular thing in the world for like two days and then no one gave a shit. And so they talked about the fact that they lost money with Bird Box because of how much money was spent and not to really reap the reward. So a company like Disney can spend that much money and still sleep swell at night. Yeah, so they're going to eventually just get the whole like market, which is kind of fucked up, but it is Disney, <laughs> so you can't even really fight it. It's just it's bound to happen. Does Disney own EA? I wouldn't be surprised. They probably fucking do. Let me look Because I up. know they're slowly going to get that too, but while you're looking up that, I do want to go ahead and talk on a few of these because Hawkeye's not going to be a movie. We're just going to accept that that's a TV show happily, you know. Uh, <laughs> if it is a movie, shout out to him for getting that, but Thor, Love and Thunder has such like uh, 80s, like... I don't even know, 70s type of feels to it. It looks like some Flash Gordon type of things. And apparently in that movie, um, I feel so terrible for not remembering old girl from like Thor 1 and 2's name right now. But apparently she's going to come back as like a female Thor. And I don't know like how that's going to play out because I'm not too keen on that side of the comics. But like the still I saw of like that comic character looks so fi. And it's Disney, like, and it's Marvel at the end of the day. They can't do wrong. That's I've only seen them do wrong. Actually, I take that back. I've seen them do wrong once, and it was a Thor movie. So, like, <laughs> it is possible. It is possible, no, but it's so unlikely. I think it's unlikely, too, because of the fact that we're losing a couple big players in the Marvel Universe. I think they're really trying to hold on to the quality of the major players they still have while they're mm-hmm. building up a Spider-Man, while they're building up a Black Panther. Dude, the Spider-Man movie. movies are some of my favorite. I know they got, like, some more representation in some of these. Like, oh, a lot of people I'm not going to say, like, they have Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings I'm a super sucker for all things martial arts I'm assuming I don't even want to be that guy and I don't know a thing about Shang-Chi but I'm sure it's going to incorporate martial arts in some capacity like come on now I think this is a a Chinese like superhero like Chinese like you know that like that's martial arts and it's in its purest form so I'd be surprised if I didn't see that and that one's gonna be a movie yeah. for sure Blade and it's funny because oh the Blade one's a big one Maharshala Ali yes sir shouts out to the young they black they cast it out really well I'm happy they didn't just throw in like a Michael B. Jordan or something like oh just, my God. just cause you know even though shouts out to uh, Killmonger cause that was one of my the best villain I feel uh, performances in a while and you cause that see, was amazing did you see um a lot of people's top five superhero movies, they already have this last Spider-Man and the one before as the one and two. Like, a lot of people are saying these Spider-Mans are low-key some of the best movies that have come out superhero-wise. For sure. No, these are, like, really well-done uh superhero movies so i'm excited to see what they're doing with this new gen but they're gonna need to make this thor good to keep it up i think Mm -hmm. and i can't wait for the female thor because of how badass a they had some of those fight scenes in endgame but b because of the fact that they made captain marvel so raw a female Thor already sounds off wax cooler than Captain Marvel to me. So they're <laughs> For so sure. I hope they make her fine. I feel like they can't. Fuck I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see Captain Marvel yet, and her performance from uh, Endgame. Uh, Endgame really didn't like push me to go see it after. But you know, I'm eventually gonna come back to it because there's no way that I just don't watch the movie, especially it being like this into like superhero movies. 
I almost make the joke too because I've missed so many classic movies, quote unquote, growing up because the only type of movies I watched were these stereotypical everyone saw them Disney or like blockbuster movies to superhero movies. Oh, like I didn't sure. watch Pulp Fiction growing up. I didn't watch Breakfast Club. I didn't watch like uh, Terminator. Oh, I, was on the I didn't same watch one. like all these different My movies friend, that everyone said they saw. My friends used to make so much fun of me because they would talk about the fact that I didn't see all of these movies. Like, I didn't see Forrest Gump until like two oh, years ago. Oh, never saw Forrest Gump still. But it's like... But it's like... I just you, saw The Devil Wears Prada for the first time. Oh, that movie, five. But it's like, I'll be damned. I'll be damned if I missed an animated movie, though. Oh. You know? Like, <laughs> like, like we were losers. Like, oh, that Green Hour special's out? All right. We were the first on all the shit no one gave a shit about. But all the stuff people cared about, niggas are still trying to catch up. That Studio Ghibli movie dropped? All right, bet. Oh, Spirited Away's out? Let's watch it. Studio Ghibli, I'm sitting down. Popcorn out, ready. But Why did that give me nightmares as a kid? No, we'll, we'll talk on that bro, one. Bro, you were a bitch as a kid. I'm going to be real. Look, Some of your fears, bro, used to really surprise me. I was me. a kid. This nigga thought Mewtwo was going to come. I didn't him. think Mewtwo. It was the unknowns, bro. The unknowns and like <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was really fucking me up as a kid. It was hard to see that scene. It was like too 3D. Like, I don't know how they were really capturing it that well, but they were onto something before anybody else. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, though. Shouts out. I want to see the Black Widow movie be on some cool like Batman type shit where it's like um, just like real detective-y. <laughs> but like um you spy they, type yeah. like, I, like I think it's going to be before like way before back when she was really like the soviet spy yeah because that's gonna be that's fine. gonna be hard that's gonna be so killer hard. type like real killer type big things you don't know it eh? oh but i can't goodness. wait to see that because i hate when i see like the watered down assassins i'm not gonna lie like when you gain a conscience and you're an assassin you can only make that so cool i know but i need to see heartless assassin like mm-hmm. cold-hearted assassins be the fires bro but yeah we're excited i mean with the, fir- the first ones that are going to come out is for 2020 it's the Eternals Falcon and the Winter Soldier the Disney Plus show and then Black Widow movie so that's cool 2021 they have seven things coming out I think that year and so we're not going to get into every single one of them it's going to be a few Disney Plus shows the Shang-Chi movie etc and the Thor movie comes out that year too but I'm sure they're going to have a Spider-Man movie coming out then then or the year after I'm sure but so we're excited for everything Marvel's got. So this is probably the part of the podcast that the people that love us stop listening because we're about to talk about the NBA. Hey, look, man, I'm, we got to stop prefacing it like that because, you know, this is where you get quality content, all right? I know no one likes the NBA as much as me for some reason, whatever. One big thing that was random as fuck in, was we just saw a tweet from a few hours ago that Tim, so Duncan, that? Yeah. Tim Duncan is now the assistant coach of the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> this man is so fast transitioned into the organization. What? That man's gonna die a member of the Spurs. Oh, for sure. You know he missed basketball too. This man's trying to go hoop. Like he's trying to just go hoop. He's trying to just be in the gym with Pop. Like he doesn't give a fuck about teaching these kids. They want to practice. Hey kids, let me teach y'all about the bank shot. <laughs> let me teach y'all. I don't have to switch to be cool. I promise. Fundamentals, baby. Fundamentals. No, that's really cool. So, how many rings do you think he's gonna end off with? Bro, he's about to go crazy as an assistant coach, bro. I'm not going to lie. They're not winning no more rings. Pop is going to retire without another ring. And I'm sad to say that even though I think he's the greatest coach in history. The Spurs just looking like they ain't First it. off, I don't know how they did it with what they had because they just really want some immaculate coaching because they don't have the market to bring in players. I'm sorry, but a KD is not going to go to the Spurs. It was never an option, you know? San Antonio? For what? Like Good burritos. The, the fucked up part is it's Texas. I feel like... San Antonio, Dallas, like Houston, all these places, you can't really go wrong going to them. But why does no one want to come to the Spurs like that? It's just like, think about it like this, cool. All right, boom. Right now, the coolest cities in Texas are Austin and Houston. 
Houston is only cool still because of the fact that it's got so much rich Texas history, right? With rap and with music. You and said all it's that only cool because of that? No, no, no. There's other cool shit, but I'm talking about in the large scale of when you think of like a New York, you think food's of LA. Popping, you think bro. food's popping, cool, but there's so many food cities now. That's what I'm saying. People have immigrated every people have started moving, like, bro, like there's good food cities everywhere. And so you have that with Houston, cool. But then Austin's just like a hub for like young kids and like millennials, etc. But Austin is also not like a big like I mean they don't have an NBA team they don't have like a sports team they don't have that shit etc and so the, you think of like a San Antonio and a Dallas though like what new young people are they recruiting to a San Antonio yeah. and a Dallas like really just please tell me what's cool enough that they're getting a KD they're hey, getting a fucking hey the fact that they were a dynasty you know alright anyway so moving along the not, fact that they have gonna, they have history they have Shea Serrano niggas are gonna yeah Shea Serrano shouts out to the GOAT author but I mean they're just gonna go to San Antonio does he even live in San eat, Antonio yeah he does but they're okay. just gonna eat good that's it they're gonna get to read his books on a Fico yeah eat, eat some read some Shea Serrano say, Shea Serrano books and eat some good burritos a good quesadillas and that good menudo might find some five brugal i'm super it. pissed i was working that day that he came here oh that was a, that was a really good experience meeting him by the way he's a really dope dude i'm happy he let me ask the basketball hot take did and you the, ask him about being on obama's list no i asked him about um i oh, about including michael jordan in the goat conversation even though he played against accountants and farmers and, he, and, and then he laughed and he said Michael Jordan probably has and will always have sadly like not sadly sadly for me but just he was just being straight up he said the biggest influence in basketball but he said people would be naive to say at this point in 2019 that he's still the best player that's played basketball like be real because you've had when you've had a Kobe when you've had a LeBron we don't even really need to get into like I'm not going to be disrespectful and say like a DeMar DeRozan was better than him <laughs> uh, I know we've made those jokes in the past but if we're, we're being perfectly frank like MJ this is an apology you know if I've said that and people taking it as fact I'm, I lied when I said that or like the Russ at the end of the day you're a champion you know what I mean a real breadwinner but you're not Kobe. You're not LeBron. No, DeMar DeRozan. You paved the way for them, though. Kobe wouldn't be Kobe if there was Michael Jordan. For sure. For sure. And so, like, shouts out for him leading to a league full of players better than him. We're not going to go into minor details. But, and then the next big thing, which is what we're probably going to end our NBA thing on, just because there wasn't too much movement this week. And, I mean, the moves are basically done for right now, so we're just waiting till the preseason slash season to see how some of these trades worked out and see how people mesh and see if there are any more trades that happen. But a big interesting topic that's happened this week is because of the fact that Dwight Howard can't seem to land on a team, so people are starting to discuss his legacy. And I think Dwight Howard, I'm going to preface it by saying, is one of the biggest losers and bozos ever to play sports. So just like, go ahead and say that. But that being said, you can't not look at facts, numbers, stats, and that eight-year run he had and think that he isn't a Hall of Fame player, a first ballot Hall of Famer. You want me to be frank with you? If he goes out of the league now and no team picks an opening, like announces a retirement type, that'd be kind of tragic to see because at the end of the day, I know I've clowned Dwight Howard almost as much as I've clowned Al Horford. And to be honest, maybe more at a point. <laughs> but it's like, and if you if you know how much I clown Al Horford, that says something. But he definitely still has a spot on one of these teams. If we're gonna undermine the type of talent he brings to a team when it comes to re- like LeBron faithfully had Tristan Thompson on a team that Le- Dwight Howard could have fulfilled that same role. Like all you wanted him <laughs> for was boards, you know, because he was not giving you anything else. <laughs> At least Dwight might accidentally give you defense. <laughs> And Dwight Howard is one of the few players in history, if not the only, I can't remember exactly, that has like a 30-point, 30 30-rebound 30 game. No, that's only. 
And that so doesn't happen more than once. His his career averages, they went over his career averages, right? There's only one other player that has his career averages, including blocks, right? One other player. And that player was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, it's like, people need to quit undermining his accomplishments. He three-peated defensive player of the year. He was an mm-hmm. eight-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. He led the league in rebounds most of his career. He was Superman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was, like even some of the like, iconic off things, you know? Like, he brought he, the Orlando Magic. To the finals in an Eastern Conference with a LeBron in it. You never seen it. Never seen it. They didn't win, obviously, but you know. how many people interrupted LeBron's runs? You know what I'm saying at the finals. Think Dwight Howard that. can say it. You know, like I mean, there. Sometimes you just got to give flowers where flowers are due. So I mean, I hope him and I hope another story is like um, Melo finds a way onto a team, but they probably both won't. Just being I think realistic, they might both find their way onto the Lakers. On I, think, I think the, I think the Lakers shit. are trying to. I think a LeBron's gonna wait till Dwight's just completely accepted that if any team picks him up, this is his last shot, and then he's gonna throw him like throw him the contract. Like, look, tag in. You got you got something to prove right now. Like I'm one year. If you want a ring, you gotta earn it. He's gonna look at him one year, show out, or you're gone. It's not like literally like this is your only shot. <laughs> and if he gets him and like a Melo that understands what kind of a role Carmelo Anthony should play in this day and age in the NBA, they're Did going to Chauncey be like Chauncey Billups is um, yeah. rant on Melo, which is sad because one Chauncey played with Melo at a time, but two is just the real truth. Is he said he told him it too? Yeah, he told him to his face, so it wasn't like some fake shit, but it's like. Carmelo Anthony has played in the NBA as one of the most prolific scorers of all time. So he hasn't left the mentality, though, when you see a lot of all-stars and, like, great players, he never really learned defense, though. And with your ego and constantly hearing it. And you see a lot of great players, though, that have shortened their time in the NBA because they refuse to accept the next role. Like, Ray Allen, when he got drafted was one of the best dunkers in the NBA. People don't remember that. Was mm-hmm. one of the best inside scores in the NBA. People don't remember that. This man, he had battles, him and Allen Iverson in college, and Ray was better at the time. He was better in college, 100%. But once he got a little bit older in the NBA, he realized he's a 5 three-point shooter, and he just took his position. Because sometimes you have to realize you're not going to have those brittle old... You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be... This old, is the league. You're bro. not going to be every old-ass person trying to skirt it through 22, 23, 24-year-olds into the lane every single time and not get your shit sent. Like, if you can't play defense versus these people, you have to pick up a role and play that role. But Melo will get on the court for 20 minutes and shoot 20 shots mm-hmm. <laughs> without then, playing defense and then jogging back. And then feel a type of way after he doesn't do well and his team underperforms. It's just like, man, fuck. Like, no, dude. You got to understand, A, if you're going to come back, you're coming back on veterans minimum. You're getting low usage, and you're probably going to be like a spot-up shooter on the wings. Like, you just have to accept that. And then be and okay you're, with and, it, and, and be okay with it because you get to bring, like, a veteran presence, and you do get to have a lot of say on what goes on because you get to direct youngins who might be more talented right now or might have more potential at the moment, but and still have to have a, more of a leaders and have to have these dudes because it can't be all on Braun. Like, you, I'm tired of seeing, like, teams and be so reliant on LeBron James to get to where they and need to be. And it's not even just, like... It's not like the old days where if you went 0 for... Like, Steph can go 0 for 20, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to still have him shoot because he's Steph Curry and he's still in his prime in this mm-hmm. NBA. So he might close out the rest of the game 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to allow that because he's a Steph Curry at this moment, right? But he's going to transition into... We're going to see the Ray Allen Steph Curry in like three, four years. You know, when he gets a little older. That's going to be weird, but I'm just being real. Like, when he's the yeah. spot-up corner shooter. And he's going to gracefully take that, I think. But that being said... Like, Carmelo has to realize, if he gets the hot hand, 
They're going to keep feeding him. It's just you can't force the hot hand anymore because you're not that young one option. Why doesn't he develop the Sean Livingston mid-range? Because that dude is big. And he I has a good mid-range, though. He has good mid-range moves. He just doesn't like it. He's he not, likes he's not pull- trying to He use likes it. pulling off the fader three-pointer on three people when you're 30-something mm-hmm. years old. Stop it. Just accept, because <laughs> a lot of times people are going to give you that mid-range, too. Get, get your few twos, you know what I'm saying? Average 10. Average, you don't need more than that. Just average 10, get a ring, and be quiet, because that's something you still don't And have. that's a lot better than um, hoodie videos every summer trying to convince people that you deserve to be Yo, a Yeah, they went team. from hoodie mellow to, like, uh, beanie mellow or whatever. It's like, is this going to be the comeback season? So like, <laughs> stop it, man. I'm tired of it. Stop it. Well, damn. It's Drew League LaMelo about to steal that whole nickname if you don't get a ring, man. Oh, LaMelo so. about to steal the name Melo in the NBA. He's about to be the most prolific. Now, let's stop right now. Let's stop. Anyways. <laughs> that's it for the podcast for this week i don't really got much else to say do you have much else to say uh no but you know again thank you for the listening if you guys really did enjoy this podcast again go ahead and share it with friends family and whoever else you think might also be into what we're talking please about. like and subscribe my youtube channel <laughs> you had to ruin it because i feel like i was on a roll for a second there felt very professional <laughs> all right but my name is chuka my name is Ezigo, and, and this, this is, is off space. space yeah